Welcome to the Alternative Data Podcast. Welcome to the Alternative Data Podcast, powered by Xbel. I'm Mark Fleming-Williams. In this episode, I speak to Omer Haar, co-founder and CTO of Explorium. Explorium is an automated data and feature discovery platform, which in May closed a $75 million funding round. In our conversation, Omer and I discuss the differences between the corporate and financial sides of the alternative or external data world and the innovative way in which Explorium matches customers with the data they need. So in this episode, I'm joined by Omer Har of Explorium. Thank you very much for joining today, Omed. Ah, thank you. It's a pleasure being here. Absolutely. Um, so the first time I came across Explorium was when I had a former guest uh, who was more focused on the corporate side and the, the external data side, and they mentioned Explorium as being the place that they go to, the kind of no-brainer that they go to to, to, to find data sets. And then the second time Explorium fully came across my radar was a few weeks ago when you managed to raise $75 million of uh, of capital in a Series C round. So first of all, congratulations on that. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Exciting times in the company. I'm sure. Absolutely. Um, why don't we? So I, I, I had to have you on the podcast in order to understand um, and, and in order to understand who you are, who is Explorium. So why don't we begin? You're you're the CTO and the co-founder. So you were there at the start back in, in mm -hmm. 2018. Why don't we go back and perhaps you could just introduce um, kind of how the company came about and, and, you know, as much of a run up as needed to do that in terms of how 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 the idea and, and, and how Explorium came into existence. Uh, sure. So uh, it's actually a very interesting story. Um, well, it's uh, as, as you said, it started the, in the beginning of 2018, um, where we kind of met up with two of my partners, Maor and, and O, which I found the company with, uh, and kind of we talked about the problem that we're we're seeing in the market. I have um, about 20 years experience in tech, in, in, in out of which about 10 uh, around data science and uh, optimization problems. And the rest of my partners also have uh, kind of a very versatile uh, technology background. So we talked about kind of what or what is bothering us uh, today, you know, in the technology stack, specifically around data science. And I think one of the things that um, we all kind of notice is one of the problems that all of us faced is that when you when we need to go out and get external data sources for for using within our kind of uh, analysis, BI analysis or any analysis we're doing or machine learning, uh, this is a problem. And what what kind of what happens is that because it's a it's a very hard to actually get external data and integrate that into your production systems, many of the company actually not doing that. And instead, um, when you say when you say sorry to interrupt, but when you say sure. the market, you are you're based Explorium is is an Israeli company, isn't that correct? You're based sure. in in Israel. When you say the market, sure. are you talking about the Israeli market or the or the wider um, or the European market or the US market? What what market are you looking at and seeing this as a problem as? Uh, that, that's a that's a good question. I would see you know everyone have its own you know narrow view of what he calls the market. It can be a combination of US EU. It depends on his experience. And where you come from. 
Specifically for me, I, um, I before, before founding Explorium, I worked in IronSource, which is the Israeli edtech. However, we worked a lot with customers both in the EU and the, in the US. And also before that, in Microsoft Research, where I've been in Cambridge, UK, I kind of was involved in, in working with vendors and other data providers in order to understand what we can and can't uh, bring into the, into the company. So I, was, I had a, a narrow view, however, something that I can rely on, um, of what I thought is the market and what I kind of thought is that many teams, data science and analyst team, even though they want to use external data sources and integrate and use them within their modeling and predictive analytics, they're not doing that in the same reason that I did that I did not do that uh, as a head of data science in, in Iron Source or before that as a um, uh, applied researcher in Microsoft. The main reason was that the barrier to of entrance of bringing in this data and actually using that in production is so high. And the type of data you're talking about. So I, I, I'm not I, so I'm not familiar with Iron Source, but um, but Microsoft. You were at the time you were trying to get hold of data from other companies, or are we talking about kind of more traditional sources of data? What kind of data were you trying to get hold of, and and how would you have liked to use it if you'd found it easier to get hold of? Sure. So, so I can't really go into details of what what no, we did in Microsoft fine. and what not, uh, but, but broadly, I can say a broad in a broad sense. Uh, we worked a lot uh, in Microsoft on optimizing the kind of the, the, the ad spend for our customer for for being ads, uh, and in part of that, more information about external sources, about the company that we work in, and so and other information is can be very helpful in doing that optimization. That for Microsoft, then later on in Iron Source, around basically the same use cases, more information is needed in order to be you know better in. Um, uh, segmenting customers or click prediction or any, anything like that, you can use external data sources in order to do that. And kind of one of the reason um, that and, and in both companies and, and also kind of my peers of working in, in other companies that I, I am aware of, uh, we talked about the need for external data sources and why we want them. Um, however, we also talked about that because it's so hard to, to integrate that, many of, the, many of the data science and analyst team are not actually doing that. Um, the main reason for that, if you think about how difficult it is to actually onboard even a single data source, that's a that's a that's a, a a long and manual, risky process that you need to do as a company if you want to integrate even a single data source. For example, you, let's say you're trying to do um, let's say commercially underwriting, right, to to predict the risk for a loan for a specific commercial entity. So when you think about that. If you want to use external data, if you want to improve your model with external data, you need start. You first need to start with hypothesis, right? What type of data you want to do? For example, let's say that you want to bring, I don't know, demographic data about uh, addresses. Now you need to go and find the right providers that actually provide that data. Well, I can tell you upfront that you'll see about fifteen or twenty different providers providers providing the specific data. At least saying that they're providing this data but they have different quality and different coverage and so on. So just by hypothesis, the, the right data that you want, and then try to find the right provider for you is a cumbersome uh, um, um, task. Process. Process. Um, you're, when you're saying you, uh, or one, you know, you're the, mm-hmm. the, the figurative person, are you, is that person in the corporate side, particularly in your mind, or are they, are they, can they be, like, have you got, like a, an area of focus of, uh, of people that you're, you're looking to serve with this? 
Uh, so specifically for Explorium, Explorium can serve both like us, small company, mid-tier companies and huge enterprises. In fact, that are, if you look at our customer base, this is what you'll find, kind of a, a nice combination of all type, all three of those type of companies. The main point is that usually when you think about data science and analyst team, you know, a team in the trenches trying to build uh, a predictive modeling and push that into production or to improve a predictive model and kind of and use that in production, then you usually think about a small team, mainly highly technical team. Um, however, they don't really have the skill set to uh, engage with, with the vendor to procure data, um, you know, and handle the, the let's say, the, the commercial negotiation around that. So... For that type of a team to bring in external data is very difficult. Not only it needs to do a lot of kind of technical work in order to uh, get the data and make sure that the data is fit, can, can work with his models, but he also needs to go to the other side of the organization. A big enterprise that can be, you know, way different side of the ocean. In smaller companies can be the, the guy next door to talk with procurement about buying the data. And usually that's a long process and it can take from three to six months for a company to integrate even a single data source. That was kind of the problem that we, we kind of tried to tackle. I see it. Um, I just want to make it a, a, a slight distinction here, um, mm -hmm. which is that, so this is the Alternative Data Podcast. And mm. so it is originated and kind of based in the world of alternative data, which is what financial services companies call external data. Um, mm -hmm. so it's, it's, it's kind of alternative data is, is the same data, but it's used for investment purposes. What, alongside the alternative data world, is this external data world, which I spoke about a lot when with um, with McKinsey when I had them on, um, and they so that is a world where there is a lot of crossover. So I, I had I had Michael Retche on, for example, who who went from ad tech into point seventy two, the hedge fund. There's a lot of back and forth between the two, um, and there's a lot of passing ideas back and forth, and 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 I think the two a lot of people in alternative data right now are saying that you know the future is in the corporate world you know they're, they're seeing that as being a, an area of expansion um mm -hmm. but just to be just to just with that in mind would you say that explorium was created very much on the corporate side and that's where it kind of that's where its home is and that's where its strength is as opposed to having clients on the financial side um you know as a, as a major percentage of your of your clientele Sure. So, so from from our perspective, when we think about external data sources, uh, I don't. I'd like, can you give me like or explain a bit more about um, why do you think like, uh, let's say you want to use the data for, uh, as I said before, commercial risk or you know what for marketing purposes. Um, mm -hmm. As we think about that fintech and using of what the, what, what usually people in the fintech vertical is, uh, um, call as alternative data is not very different in any other use case for external data sources. You can think about external data as a more uh, kind of a general term to all data, which is not first party data. And then you have different use cases. One of the use cases might be marketing. One of the use cases might be risk. And the other and another third use case might be. Uh, fintech. Obviously, fintech is a U. It's not a specific, a single use case. It's actually probably hundreds of different use cases. However, the idea is the same. They have their own need for specific data sources. Like there is specific data sources that help more on a financial world, on investment banking than, uh, let's say, on marketing. Uh, however, it's the, the base idea is the same thing also for them, right? For for any, I I make a distinction. I make a mm -hmm. distinction actually. So when you say fintech, um, and it is you know fintech is anything which involves finance and technology and theory. Yeah. But when I mm -hmm. think of fintech, I think of new 
companies which are coming to kind of challenge the traditional. So I immediately think of, you know, challenger banking and Monzo and, and, and companies like that, which are about um, taking existing processes and using latest nimble processes to, to challenge them. What I'm yeah. talking about where, and maybe I was too vague when I was saying financial, financial services, what I'm talking about is investing. So yeah, using definitely. data, so using yeah. data as part of your investment process to actually try and get ahead of the market or get an edge. So and from an alternative data perspective, then it's really come from the from the hedge fund side, you know, and and, and in a very hard to understand exactly how, you know, in, in a kind of slightly shrouded um, secretive world and, and understanding how they are uh, ingesting this alternative data and, and using it to find find um find new edges in the market but so mm -hmm. i but but to be clear i mean i think we are we're talking about the same thing um yeah. where it's all the same sources of data and i'm and i'm sure um explorium will be will be just as useful for um uh, someone who wants to buy that data for um investment purposes investment, just exactly. as useful as, as if they want to buy it for marketing purposes i'm just trying to understand where it, the company came from more you know it's in terms of where it's where its bread and butter was and and uh, i'm sure the i'm sure the 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 expansion the opportunity for expansion is is there in all cases you know yeah definitely so so first uh we do have customers from you know different verticals including fintech and, and financial institutions so we we can definitely help about a wide variety of use cases in different verticals we started actually kind of the first uh, the first few use cases that we worked in like four years ago were actually around commercial underwriting. Uh, that was one of the first use cases we actually can tackled, and we have kind of a large cluster of customers around that type of use case. However, we do have lots of other use cases. So in that, from that sense, I do definitely understand like, you know, your distinction between alternative data and external data sources. As we see it, uh, alternative data or data for financial institution is a, a subcategory in the external data world. And I think mm. in the last three world, what we're seeing, we're seeing an explosion in the data world where um, three years ago, four years ago, it was specific companies, specific companies that can have the, the ROI for data for them was specifically very high. For example, investment institutions and, stuff, and, and other um, similar financial institution, um, if because now the data become much more efficient to actually uh, uh, buy and then use within predictive modeling, uh, then it became kind of a more of a commodity in a sense that now everybody is using new data, not only in investment banking that could afford the the high the, kind of the, the the elite technology needed in order to integrate this data into a decision making, but now with the explosion of machine learning and other uh, tools, uh, you can see you know the same the same approach also in a very small company working on a marketing use case. So I think that the last three four years actually create an explosion in data the the lower lower the barrier to entrance in any player in the market for marketing from uh, risk for insurance for any one of those uh, use cases becomes very easy for them now to go into the market use machine learning and use external data sources within those machine learning and analysis and predictive analytics uh, uh, use cases in order to use that and so I definitely see that as uh, something that started with investment banking, with alternative data specifically used for investment, but now is much more, um, the concept of external data is now a commodity. Everybody is using that. The problem is how do you use it, which data you use, and how do you actually uh, get ROI by using it? Fantastic. Okay, so um, how does Explorium help? Someone wants to get hold of data for whatever, whatever way they're going to use it. Um, how does Explorium help? 
Okay, so, so Explorium developed in the last four years, we developed what we call the external data platform for machine learning and predictive analytics, uh, which means this is a you know, one-stop shop for all of your external data needs. When you're, trying to, um, when you're trying to get data, as I said before, this is a lengthy process with, with a lot of risk, right? It might be that you're going to buy the data, however, it won't improve your models, for example. What Explorium is trying to do is basically give access and then automatically discover the most relevant features or relevant data sources uh, that you can use for a specific use case. So you can upload, let's say, a marketing use case into the platform. You can run our engine, and we're going to recommend what type of data, what type of features you actually want to use in order to improve your models. We not only recommend, but we're going to also show you using AutoML techniques kind of the difference between running uh, um, AutoML or running uh, predictive modeling uh, on um, on your own internal data and what happened to the same model when we add external data sources. And what we usually see is that the, the uh, let's say, the, the accuracy metrics for that model, whether it's AUC or R2 or anything that we or anything that you're using, is usually you can get an uplift by using external data sources. That's kind of what we, this is kind of the value that we show our customers to use the external data. That's in turn, when they see that, where, where a customer kind of notice that if they're using external data sources, let's say demographic data uh, um, that we enrich the zip code with, actually increase the, 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 um, the accuracy of the model, that basically indica- a good indication of the ROI that they can get if they're gonna purchase a, the, the platform. So wow. the platform is basically so, so a, come on so come so someone can come to you with a really open kind of look this is my problem how can you help kind of question and you can you can input that is it is it an algorithm you can you can input that that kind of use case the requirements of the of the of the problem and um and then you can not only identify the right data source but you can also do a kind of basic um run a basic model to show exactly you know, show some results, you know, in terms of show uh, at, a, at a, presumably at a kind of, you know, early basic kind of, kind of um, just to, to get an idea for what it can do, then you can run the first and get the first results from the algorithm using, using the, the, the data source that you're perhaps recommending to this, to this client. True. It, it, but the true, the only thing that I would kind of uh, um, uh, highlight is that the customer usually, or the customer never, um, um, when he described the, the problem, he never described it in verbally or something like that. He basically described his problem by giving us a training set. The training set actually is describing what he's trying to learn and to predict. So we take the training set, we upload it to the, to our system, we run an engine, and the end of that, you'll see uh, kind of first the model on the internal data, the model on the internal plus external data, and the difference in, let's say, accuracy measurement that you see or two. And you're going to also see all of the features that we brought in, we or the, or the platform decided to add to the internal data in order to improve the model. And you can see them, you can uh, uh, dig deeper into them to see how they behave compared to the target and so on. And if you want, and if you decided that you want the data, you can click a button and then you'll get basically an API that you can consume all of the features that was helpful for your model directly into your uh, predictive pipelines. What kind of training set are we talking about? So the training sets I'm used so a training set might be so a company might come to you with a training set from their specific um from their you know let's say what's a good example like a retail a retailer a u.s retailer can come to you with their with their training set being you know sales in the last 12 months and they can give you that training set 
what can you just then um, run through the process of what you do to ex- to find the best sure. data set sure. to help serve them? Sure. So let's let's start with better defining the use case itself for retail, for example. Let's say you have a retail that will, let's say Walmart, want to know or predict the, the sales per each stores. They want to have a prediction per store, what will be uh, the sales for next month, for example. So the training set will be all of the information about, about sales for, for a list of particular stores, let's say 10 years, uh, into, in, to 10 years in the past. That will be the training set that we're working on. We're going to upload that to the system. Uh, the, the, the branch will usually be identified by uh, address, usually. And then what we'll, what we do, we ran, we're going to run the, the, the engine, and the engine will scan our catalog, and we'll get to our catalog in a minute. But basically, we'll scan our catalog containing thousands of different data sources, looking for data that they can enrich on the address, geospatial data, basically, that they can enrich on the address. And then from the thousands of different geospatial signals that we can bring into the table, the platform will then scan them over and rank the, the features and then choose a subset of those features that we recommend for you to add to your uh, to your internal data. Geospatial data, we're talking um, geolocation data from people's phones? For example, food traffic. Uh, for example, you can, you can talk about food traffic, demographic data, um, um, you know, you can th- even in, 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 in you, you can think about features like the average uh, ranking for businesses in this uh, area. So you think about that. Let, let's say we take some address. We take a, a mile radius around the around the around this address. We look on all of the business there. We took on the we look on the online rating and we average out the rank, the rating. And what we're seeing is is that those type of features actually help many of the use cases like commercial underwriting, um, lead scoring for brick and mortar for field sales that go into you know, trying to sell into convenience store and so on. It's very helpful for them to get this information. It's possible to improve the predictive modeling and actually improving the decision making for those type of companies. Are you talking about geospatial, particularly because I mentioned retail, or is geospatial really where your where your focus is? No. So if we're going back to the catalog, so in the last four years, one of the, the, the one of the things that we did is kind of grow our catalog force. Our catalog contained thousands of different data sources that we collected over. You can find any different any type of data there. You can find open data that we kind of downloaded and structured in a way that we can use in the platform. You can find uh, premium data that we bought for our customers, uh, partnership data. We have a network of partners that we work in sharing data with, and you can find uh, data that we brought from those partners that also allow us to quickly, very quickly find uh, data for our customers. So in many cases, um, so in many cases, we become kind of the data hub for those com- customers. And what they're doing is they basically have asking us to bring them data, even if it's not in the catalog. So we can do that very easily using kind of network of partners that we grow over the years. And then the last part, uh, the last bit of data is what we call proprietary data sources, which are data, which is data that we generate ourselves uh, uh, for a specific use case. Because we're very close to the use cases, our customer are working on, then we know what type of signals. When I say signal, I mean feature that actually create uplift in the model. Uh, we can create signals for them that will help them improve their model. And because and we're doing that a lot, and we have thousands of different signals that we generated uh, over the years that are that we can offer to our customers. Obviously, all of those features are being fed into the platform, and the platform actually know how to rank them and choose a subset, the most important subset of those external features signals that they can then feed into their predictive model. 
Your data catalog, does it involve, and sorry if you've just said this, but does it involve um, alternative data providers uh, data? So, you know, or the big, you know, the there's a whole ecosystem out there of thousands of alternative data providers who have access to credit card transactions or whatever. Um, are, are they discoverable through your through your catalog or is your catalog pretty proprietary? It's It's all your stuff. No, no, no. So the catalog contained both a, a premium data that we bought uh, for our customers and also pro or proprietary data that we generated in kind of creating the sequence for us. So we have both. But you own, you've already bought the, the stuff from outside. There is, there's not a discovery process in terms of a potential alternative data, sorry, external data buyer can meet an uh, external data ah, vendor yeah. through you. Yeah. That doesn't happen yeah. ever. That, that's that's not the, the 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 business case of that's not the business model that we're working. What we discovered that kind of the the uh, to be the man in the middle in this process is not it's not very value creating in that sense. And what we 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 believe in that um, you know companies when they work with more, uh, providers and what they usually want to provide to work with more than one provider and they want to make sure that they don't need to be hassled by ten different providers that they're engaging with in order to buy the data. They want one place. To buy the data and can feed that too, and obviously we make sure that our partners, data provider partners, um, are all, it's a win-win, basically win-win-win situation for all of us because everybody's happy, um, the customer because the, the, the models are going up, us because we're you have user on the platform, and our providers because they get paid obviously um, uh, through the contracts. Would you say more of the challenge or more of the value or more of the you know what what you do? Would you say is um is is in the is in the process of the kind of the running the algorithm the the matching the, the these things or in the data catalog or both or you wouldn't like to wouldn't like to distinguish between them yeah we can definitely distinguish there is there is the, the data itself that you can buy either bulk api doesn't matter and there's also kind of the, another layer that we add on top to provide value for our customer the layer of quality of, of quality assurance of matching of uh, monitoring of the data, making sure the data is, is stable in order to be fed into big models. There is a, a whole layer of, of, of value that we bring on top of that. For example, another thing that is important, compliance, for example. Uh, if you want to buy, let's say, PII data, you need to know uh, how to work with that type of data, GDPR, CCPA, and other privacy uh, um, regulation. If you buy from a single provider, that can be a hassle. When you buy from a 10 different providers, all of them provide PII data, it's become a huge project, and that's something that our customers don't want to uh, handle. And this is something that we know, as an expert in data and privacy, how to handle, and we do that for them. So you're you're the kind of the one-stop shop for so people don't need to go and and shop around because they because they um, because not only have you got a, a very sizable data catalog, um, but you also have the the kind of the technology to match it to their needs so you're so they exactly. can you know you're just extracting all of the pain from the process for them exactly for for that, that's exactly the reason that in many of our customers we be we become the, the 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 external data hub in that sense when they want another external data let's say they decided that they want demographic data we obviously have that in the catalog but let's say we don't uh, they decided that they want they couldn't find that in the catalog they turn to us they talk about what they need and usually within days or you know, a week or two, we can add that to the platform so they can consume it. So in, a, in that sense, we become, they, they don't need anything else other than the pl our platform in order to access and then discover external data, economic external data usage.
Um, I don't know if you're going to. Uh, I don't know if you're going to like this analogy, and I and I'm happy to cut it if you don't. But <laughs> it reminds me of. Um, it reminds me of uh, in the early days of the internet. Then the model that AOL had was, mm. uh, I, if I remember yeah, correctly, yeah, definitely, definitely. I, I, I love. That. I know where you're going for. Yeah, they weren't necessarily the kind of the best search engine in terms of having the the strongest performance, but they were the more the most. Uh, user-friendly and they would look after you and you knew that if you're using AOL then you wouldn't get you know you wouldn't find yourself lost somewhere on the internet they were so they they had all the services attached to it and so they were a so they were a kind of a family a family uh, web browser it, it strikes me and and uh, and it was a very effective model for for a long time so um is that I, I can you can you pick out of that what what you like <laughs> about it so yeah so I would uh... <laughs> I would say I would uh, I would trade uh, this analogy to actually a different one, similar context though, as we see it, uh, and sometimes uh, uh, you know what some of the people in the company doesn't like the analogy, but I I think always about that as as the Google of of, uh, of uh, predictive data sources or it's similar data sources. In in that sense, when you you, you upload your query, your query is to your training set in this case. We run through our uh, catalog in, in, in Google. Uh, in Google, uh, in Google's specifically scenario is uh, uh, the links that they're calling and kind of getting. And we run through our catalog in order to find the best external data sources, and then we present it to you in a way that is meaningful to you. So you can then pick and choose which one of the link slash data sources uh, uh, you can use to help your, in case of Google, understand better your problem. Let's say your question that you're asking Google. In our case, which one of the external data sources is actually relevant to your problem? That's the question that you're asking, and we're doing a search through our catalog um, in order to find the best one. I think that's, okay. I, I rather have this analogy though. <laughs> yeah, well, Google won, didn't they? So it does sound better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, okay, brilliant. And so, um, and and so, we haven't quite, we haven't really dwelled on 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 who does use you, apart from um, at the beginning when we were talking about kind of alternative data. Um, what is who's your? What's your? Well, we have talked a little bit, but um, you say small, medium, and large companies uh, mm -hmm. are, are your clients. Um, who would get the most benefit from you? Is there a is there a kind of ideal kind of customer? Is there a type of customer that you know? you know, there's a no-brainer that they need us or, um, or are you literally the whole universe? So um, there is always, like everybody can use the platform, obviously. Anyone can find its own thing within the platform. There is obviously some specific use case that we're better at uh, than other. However, we do have a lot of very use cases in, the, in, the, in our kind of customer base. I think that commercial underwriting is, is one of them. Like I, I, we talked about that at the beginning. We have a, a huge cluster of, of, uh, of customers feeding their risk models uh, through us. Uh, I would say um, B2B marketing is a second one. Uh, we have you know, anything around lead scoring, uh, lead scoring for brick and mortar for uh, physical stores. Uh, that's something that we do very, very well. We have a cluster of customers around that too. Um, we can also talk about, um, well, we, we do have like other um, um, consumer base, like also lead scoring for consumer base. It's also something we really do, but not 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 that much. Um, you know, those are two you know big use cases that we're working on. We also have you know insurance company that we're working with. We have fraud uh, fraud use cases. Also, something that we have um, like I think more than a dozen different customers working on 
different type of fraud use case, but those are the biggest one um, for mm. us. But we do have like any web other use case too. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you've just raised a large amount of money. Um, what's the, what does the next year look like? So first, the next year will be super exciting, that, that's for sure. Uh, we have big dreams for the company and we, we, we want to be you know, the biggest. We, we want to be uh, the one-stop shop, shop for one-stop shop for external data for everyone. And everyone can be able, should be able to use us and kind of uh, consume the data through us. Uh, we're going to grow. We're going to grow substantially during the next year. We already did that this year, but next year we will be more creative. Um, and I think that's the first one. I think that the next step will be also partnership with some of the, with some of the biggest uh, name out there. We already are in, in um, you know, deep into deep, deep into discussion with major players in the industry around integrating our own solution into their uh, uh, systems. This is something that we're working very hard on. And we intend to use the money in order to grow and become kind of a market, um, you know, that the market leader, the category leader, uh, will actually define a new category around external. Fantastic. Well, sounds like you've got a lot to be getting on with, Omer. I should, uh, <laughs> I should, I should leave you to it. Um, thanks so much. Thanks so much. But thanks so much for coming on. Um, really interesting to get a, a side, a, a, a viewpoint from the from more from more from the corporate side. So, um, so thanks so much for coming on, and 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 best of luck with all the exciting adventures ahead. Sure, thank you.